Hello, welcome to another episode. I am recording four episodes at once, so I apologize if my voice is getting a little bit raspy. But first episode for today is a chondrit. A chondrit. A C H O N D R I T E. Noun, circa 1904. A stony meteorite without rounded grains. Achondritic is the adjective. Next is uh, achondroplasia. 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 Da da ba do da. I don't know what I'm singing. Noun from 1881. A genetic disorder disturbing normal growth of cartilage resulting in a form of dwarfism characterized by a usually normal torso and shortened limbs and usually inherited as an autosomal dominant trait. Uh, achondroplastic is the adjective. And again, I'm not going to read the etymology. Next is achu. A-C-H-O-O, also spelled A-H-C-H-O-O. This is an interjection from 1882 used to represent the sound of a sneeze. Yes, it does. Uh, Speaking of sneezes, um, recently, whenever I've, over the last few years or something, uh, whenever I hear people sneeze, the standard thing to say is bless you. That's what we say in America, typically, in English. Um, I'm not particularly religious. I'm actually not really religious at all. Um, but I know that bless you has some pretty religious, um, it, it comes from a a very religious place and I'm not against religion, as I've said before, um, per se, but I, it didn't really make sense for me to say bless you. I, you know, when people sneeze, you know, cultures all around the world, Um, you know, they think that the soul is leaving the body. So that's why they say bless you or, you know, things like that, similar to that. Um, so I was, I was curious one day and I went and looked up, uh, what different cultures say and, you know, what, what in their language, what it means. And the vast majority of cultures say something like that. Um, bless you, something, something kind of spiritual, religious, um, something about the soul or you know, make sure you don't die or whatever. Um, but there was one that was the the most different to me, um, and it was from Vietnam. And uh, the the translation just said rice with salt. So a friend of mine went ahead and looked up some more information about this, um, and uh, he just found some random link. And uh, according to what somebody says, uh, for the first sneeze, they say. Uh, Komam, which means rice with fish sauce. And for the second sneeze, they say komui, uh, which means rice with salt. Uh, And they said, I think it kind of means bless you. I don't know the relevance or the meaning or the situation. And then somebody else said, as my grandmom used to tell, when a child sneezing means a spirit is calling his or her name, then saying komui, rice with salt, to announce to the spirit that the child is poor, uh, they just got rice salt to eat. So the spirit would leave his or, uh, him or her alone and not make it sick. But not many people know the meaning. They just say it because everyone says it. 
Um, so obviously it still has that same kind of bless you meaning behind it, but it's something a little bit different and uh, a little bit more fun, I thought. So going forward, I think I'm just going to say rice with salt when somebody sneezes, and then I'll probably have to go and explain this whole story to them. That was a long, long tangent. I apologize for that, but I hope you found it a tiny bit interesting. Next is Acromat, A-C-H-R-O-M-A-T, noun from 1900, and it just has the synonym achromatic lens. Next we have achromatic, and we are going to get to achromatic lens right afterwards. Uh, so achromatic is an adjective from 1754. One, refracting light without dispersing it into its constituent colors giving images practically free from extraneous colors, as in an achromatic telescope. Two, not readily colored by the usual staining agents. Three, possessing no hue, being or involving black, gray, or white. Neutral is the synonym, as in achromatic visual sensations. Four, being without Accidentals or modulation. Uh, diatonic is the synonym, and that last one is music-related. Achromatically is the adverb. Achromatism is uh, a noun. And achromatize, achromatize is the transitive verb. So uh, this, in general, sounds like... Um, I guess when you deal with color and music, it's basically saying something in its simplest form. Um, you know, it's not, in, in terms of color, it's not being, uh, the light is not being dispersed into its various colors. It's just normal. It's, um, it's not chromatic, hence the A at the beginning. So next we have achromatic lens. This is a noun from 1796. A lens made by combining lenses of different glasses having different focal powers so that the light emerging from the lens forms an image practically free of chromatic aberration. I, I do a little photography, and so chromatic aberration is uh, a term I see, um, and if I am remembering correctly, um, or maybe I'm getting this close, it's when uh, you take a picture with a lens that if, if you take a picture with a lens that has some chromatic aberration, so it's not a perfect achromatic lens, um, you will get a little a little hint of colors that aren't supposed to be there. Typically, I believe it is uh, green and magenta. So like if you have uh, two contrasting colors, uh, or if you, if you have a part of your image that's very contrasty, like a very light and a very dark color next to each other, um, you might get a little bit of a green or magenta um, line along that edge where those colors meet. Uh, and for you photography nerds, I apologize if I'm not getting that correctly, but I think I'm pretty close. So obviously the goal for lens makers is to make a perfectly achromatic lens. Doesn't happen a lot, uh, or doesn't happen all the time. Um, I'm actually watching some reviews, lens reviews, by this guy on YouTube. Um, Christopher Frost, I believe is his name, and 
he goes he runs the gamut on the lenses and often chromatic aberration comes up so definitely check his stuff out in general if you're interested in lenses and photography and video making um, but also if you just want to learn a little bit more about this check that out moving on achy a-c-h-y adjective from 1864 afflicted with aches as in feeling tired and achy. Achiness is a noun. Next is uh, acicular. A-C-I-C-U-L-A-R. Adjective from uh, 1709. And there is there's a chart next to this definition, so I'm losing my place a little bit. But this looks like a short definition. It just means shaped like a needle, as in acicular leaves or acicular crystals. The etymology is uh, from Latin, acicula or acicula, uh, which is uh, diminished, I don't know, of the Latin acus, which means needle, plus the English ar, and there's more at the word acute. I'm not completely sure what I just read, and I'm sure I confused you even more. Apologies for that, but moving on. The next word is acid, first form of it, A-C-I-D, adjective, uh, from 1626. 1A, sour, sharp, or biting to the taste, as in an acid flavor. 1B, sharp, biting, or sour in manner, disposition, or nature, as in an acid individual or an acid personality. 1C, sharply clear, discerning, or pointed, as in an acid wit. I do not have that. Or acid criticism. 1D, piercingly intense and often jarring, as in acid yellow. I've never heard of acid yellow. 2A, of... of relating to or being an acid. Also, having the reactions or characteristics of an acid, as in acid soil or an acid solution. To be of salts and esters derived by partial exchange of replaceable hydrogen, as in uh, acid sodium carbonate, NaHCO3. 2C, containing or involving the use of an acid, as in, as in manufacture. That part was in parentheses. The example, as in an acid bath. 2D, marked by or resulting from an abnormally high concentration of acid, as in acid indigestion. 3, relating to or made by a process, as in making steel in which the furnace is lined with acidic material and an acidic slag is used. 4. Rich in silica, as in acid rocks. Acidly is the adverb, and acidness is the noun. And uh, the etymology, just to make this simple, uh, it comes from, uh, looks like Latin, which means to be sour. And there's more at the word acet, 
A-C-E-T dash, which I believe we've already read. That is a blanking on the word, a prefix. Next is the second form of acid, and this will be the last word for today. Noun, 1650. One, a sour substance, specifically any of various typically water-soluble or sour compounds that in solution are capable of reacting with a base to form a salt, redden litmus, and have a pH less than 7 that are hydrogen-containing molecules or ions able to give up a proton to a base or that are substances able to accept an unshared pair of electrons from a base. Whew, that may have been the longest definition I've read so far. Longest single definition. Two, something incisive, biting, or sarcastic, as in a social satire dripping with acid. And number three, uh, it is just the synonym LSD. Um, most of you probably know what that is. We will get to that in the future. Um, and then acidy is the adjective. That is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to talking to you, but not really you, my external audio recorder in the next episode. Thank you. Goodbye.